I want to just welcome uh, Richard Banda up here. And Richard is a dear brother. He works very closely with John Leitzel in Africa. And so when Brian and I were there a month ago, we had the privilege of meeting Richard for the first time. We kind of, we didn't spend too much time together, but we were able to, to, to meet each other. And so Richard and I kind of hang out once a month or whatever and see each other. But he is a dear brother. He's a pastor. Um, he, is, he is one who has uh, just given himself to proclaiming the word of God in, in, uh, in Zambia there. And so John Leitzel speaks just incredibly high of Richard. And, and he is a, just a real, John and Richard work very closely together. And Richard has been such an incredible support for John in terms of just the ministry there. And just the, the, not just locally, but just even amongst the, the broader range of churches that they're a part of. Uh, Richard has a, just a real key role to play in bringing a lot of the churches together. And so this morning, we are privileged to have Richard here with us proclaiming God's word together. He's, he's going to be here for just another week. He's actually here in America. Part of what he's going to be doing is, and um, maybe I'll let him tell a bit more of this, but in, in Zambia, there isn't a whole lot of mu- Christian music being produced. And so one of the things that he's going to do, he's going to, to go down to Memphis this week to get a crash course on music production, and then he's going to go fly back to to Zambia, and he's going to help produce some Christian music for people who really, there isn't a whole lot, there isn't really any, there's not like a bunch of Christian radio stations on the radio over there. There really isn't a whole lot of access to Christian music, and so he is going to be the one who's going to help being, begin to produce Christian music where they're at, so it's so it can really influence and impact the youth and the adults over there in the country. And so, Richard, if you just want to come up, let's just greet Richard in the name of the Lord. And we were, we were, saying, we were telling Richard, too, when we were over in Africa, the church services started at 10, and they ended at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the afternoon. So Richard said he's going to tone it down and only preach for like two hours a day. So I hope you guys are ready. You'll be hungry, I promise, after he's done. But uh, seriously, you know what? We just, Richard, you've got as much time as you need. We're just, we're eager and, and we desire to receive from you. And we're just privileged that you would come and be amongst us and be a part of what's, what God's doing here. So we just want to say that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You shout the amens in here. I'm, I'm, I'm humbled to be here and uh, so excited to be among you. For me, this is divine. This is the work of God. And I bring greetings from Africa, churches working together in Zambia specifically. Bishop Hudson Louis with Fountain of Life, Reverend Peter Kaunda, that springs of life. And from where I'm coming from, Rama Worship Center, we just love to worship God. We love to praise Him. And also, I want to say this, I'm married to Agnes, the first lady. Is the first lady here? And I've got two boys, Joshua, who is 16, and Epaphroditus, who is 13. 
And we thank God for what he's been doing in our lives, especially with our children. They're a big, big blessing. I also bring greetings from John. I think John just talked about him. A good friend, a man of wisdom, a man who has a heart for people. You know, when he came to Africa, I know some of you were closely relating to John. You felt like, oof, maybe we've lost him. But I can tell you that what God sent John to do in Africa has much fruit and many people have been blessed. And me standing here is just a big testimony of what John has been depositing in our lives at Hope College and as we've been relating to him, you know, on an individual level. So we thank God for such a man. Now it will be us crying because he's coming back in September. So we, we, we are saying, God, thank you, you brought him back. You know, we wish he could be here for long. But he has to move on because destiny is waiting for nobody. And uh, I want to thank God for the two churches that have come here, Pastor Todd and then Pastor Johnny. I thank God because it's a great opportunity just to be among you, to share also some of the things that God is doing in Africa. And not just in Africa, I think it's the entire globe. Because there is a move. The world out there is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And I believe this season we are in is very crucial. Let's just pray together. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for your faithfulness. I thank you, Lord God, for this opportunity. I know you do not bring people together for nothing. And every time you gathered your people, you had something. And I know, God, even this very morning, in this place, you have a word for somebody. You want to speak to us. You want us to move from one level to the other level. And Father, we want to open our hearts to you in the name of Jesus. I pray for the revelation of God to flow in this place. I pray for the prophetic to flow in this place in the name of Jesus. And anything that God would want to be a hindrance to what you want to do, this morning we take authority. The spirit of mind binding and the spirit of mind control. We take authority in the name of Jesus. May your will, Father, prevail in this place. I ask of the Holy Spirit just to take full control in this place, in our hearts, in our minds and our emotions, in the name of Jesus. To you, Father, be the praise, and to you, Father, be the glory, in Jesus' name. Amen. I want to speak to us this morning on a subject I've entitled, This is Your Season. If you like, this is your day. I've discovered in my life that life takes us through stages. From one stage to the other. But at every stage, there is a reason. And there is a purpose. Not only that, I've also discovered that sometimes... As God is taking us through this process, it may not be easy. But it's not how hard it is, 
It is why God is taking you through that season. And I believe with all my heart, the season we are at at the moment is very crucial. Because I believe, like I said, the world out there is waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. And the big question is, where are the sons? No gender issues. Sons, we are all sons in the sight of God. Now, God wants his people, his sons, to manifest his glory. But many times, we have not done that. And actually, if you read the Bible in Ecclesiastes, it says, the preacher says, I saw an evil under the sun. The princess is walking and the servant is riding on a horse. He calls it evil. There are certain things that we cannot sit down and watch. Because as children of God, I believe we have answers to what is going on out there in the world. Can I say this? It's not the politicians to change our nation. The politicians are there to do their stuff, but the church has the answers to what the world is asking even right now. And I believe for us coming together and seated here today, there is a word that somebody has to hear. It's not for everybody, but I believe it's for somebody. And as I take us through the scripture, it's my prayer that the spirit of the living God is going to open our eyes to see. We may not have much time. We may not have much time. But one thing I believed in my life, every time God gives me a day, I am saying, God, why have you given me this day? Is it just because it's a routine every day has to come and go? I want to believe there are certain people right now who would have loved to be here, but they have no this opportunity. is not there. They would have loved to lift their hands and say, thank you, Jesus, but it's not there. Not because they will, but because maybe something happened and has disabled them. They have not this capacity or this time to express themselves. I'll read from Genesis chapter number one. Reading from verse number one, very common scripture. This is our season. This is your season. Look at Genesis chapter number one. I read from verse number one. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And God saw that the light was good. I want somebody to shout the word good. I say shout the word good. Hallelujah. In Africa, we know how to shout, man. <laughs> now, look at this. God saw that the light was good. And he separated the light from the darkness. And, call, and God called the light day. And the darkness, he called night. And there was evening. And there was morning. The first day. I hope, I hope somebody can get this. I've read Genesis again and again. But one day I was reading this scripture 
And certain things came to light in my spirit. The world, the earth was formless, empty. And then the Bible says darkness was over the surface of the deep. And the spirit of the Lord was moving. Now I want you to listen to me. Darkness was not created by God. I want you to follow this. Darkness was not created by God. It was there from the beginning. Now, when God looked at this formless, ugly, empty picture, he spoke the word and said, let there be light. And there was light. And if you like, you get excited. Wow, it was dark, now it's light. But it did not end there. God did something that shocks and disturbs my mind even up to now. In my thinking, when it's dark and there is light and I'm given an option to choose between the two, I'll choose light. And if I was given another option, what to do with darkness, I want to remove darkness. Because light is good. And God himself says it, light was good. But check what God did. He separated darkness from light. And I'm still, I say, God, I don't understand this. Why not remove the darkness? In my thinking, in my normal thinking, I want to remove darkness. But God separates light from darkness. And then the Spirit of the Lord began to minister to me. You can never have a complete day without the combination of the two. Darkness and light together. First day. It was evening. It was morning the first day. It was evening. It was morning the second day. So the two have to be there for you to have a day. Wow. I don't know if I can bring it down. God, why not remove sickness? Because the blood of Jesus has power to heal. Just remove it completely. We don't need it here. God says, isn't it? Not because it's a good thing, but it will cause some of us to trust in the name of the Lord even more. I'm asking all these questions, but one thing that comes, God says to me, where you see darkness, there God has the capacity to change that darkness and bring the light. And when you see light, you begin to praise the name of the Lord. Now listen to me. I hear a sound of a new season. I don't know how dark it has been in your life, but I hear a sound of a new season. A sound of a new season in Mercy Hill. A sound of a new season in hope. A sound of a new season in the body of Christ 
in Africa, in America, everywhere there is a new sound. Now this sound is not going to produce the results until we know how to handle the darkness. If we cannot see God in the darkness, we will miss God in the day. As long as the earth remaineth, the Bible says, winter and summer will be there. Cold, like where I'm coming from, it's our winter season. Now, whether I like it or not, it will be there. Can I say this? Whether you are so good, you don't want to quarrel with nobody. Whether you are the smartest guy under the earth, you will still have enemies. We have enemies we see, we have enemies we don't see. But thanks be to God, in his wisdom, those who trust in him are like Mount Zion, which can never be removed. I've discovered for a week to pass, there is a process. Now, in anything that we do, in any season, there is a process, and the process is very important. Jesus one day says, while it is still day, I must work. Because evening, night comes where nobody will work. When you look at your life now, what season are you living in? What is happening? Sad to say that many of us, we dwell in the past glory. We dwell in the past glory. Things that happened 10 years ago, you wish those things would happen even now. But seasons change. And every season has a reason. Where you are at right now, there is a purpose. Anything that God allows in our lives, there is a purpose. I came from Africa. I look at you and I say, wow, blessed people. But I know you have challenges of your own. When you come to Africa, we have challenges of our own. But in all these things, we must always have the right focus. If God be for us, who can be against us? If God be on your side, who can be against you? Now, when it's your season, you need to know how to handle the season. Because if you miss your season, you have to wait for the clock to go around the cycle to come back to that season. And who knows if you do go around and you're still alive. One day I woke up in the morning because of certain things. I'll give my testimony as I close. Because of certain things, and I said to myself, I don't want to cry again. And I looked and said these words, devil, I know you hear me. I want to teach you some manners. You understand when I give my testimony. 
Because I realized this season has come and it has a reason. Now listen to me. The anointing that God puts on a man or a woman comes on the assignment of the purpose. So your purpose, your anointing, sorry, the purpose or your assignment carries the anointing. For example, for pastor here, the purpose God brought him here for has the anointing to accomplish the assignment around here. Are you getting it? Now, the moment he moves out of that purpose, the anointing will not function. Because the anointing comes on the purpose. The anointing comes on the assignment. Meaning, when there are devils in that area, and you are moving right into the purposes of God, the anointing enables you to overcome. Because God says, there is a purpose, there is an anointing that is going to handle whatever demon you face. So, your assignment on earth, your purpose here on earth carries your anointing. I've discovered many people want to be different. They want to be like somebody. I said to myself, I don't want to waste my time being somebody. I want to be me because God will only anoint the originals, not the photocopies. Now, I've also discovered the anointing comes, not just because I prayed. Not just because, you know, I have a good house. Not because, you know, I never seen this. The anointing comes when you're going through pressures and troubles of life. There's an anointing that God releases on a man, on a woman, when they are going through troubles of life. When it's dark, you can still see the light and say, Jesus, you are my light. In this darkness, I still know I am going forward. In whatever I'm going through, I still know I am holding on to what God you have said over my life. And when God looks at that, and through this process, the anointing becomes real. There are certain people, you look at them and say, wow, I wish I could be like that man. But ask them how they have come to this level. Now listen to me. To every glory, there is a story. I'll say that again. To every glory, there is a story. And to every story, there is glory. In 2010, my wife started having partial blindness. We didn't know what was going on. I took her from one hospital to the other. The only thing they did, they gave her the eye drops. Try this. They were just trying. We tried all we could. And one doctor, one day say, you guys, try to do a brain scan. And when that happened, we discovered she had a tumor right in her brain. It was huge. And the doctor said, we have no option, we have to operate, and we should not delay 
Because the level it's at, it can kill her. On the 5th of January, 2010, she went in and they operated on her. Now, I want you to listen to me. After the operation, her left side, the hand and the leg are paralyzed. Even up to now. Now, in between, it has been three and a half years. In between, when I said, I woke up in the morning, I said, I'm going to teach you devil some manners. I meant, because this situation was almost taking me away from doing what I'm doing right now. I looked at certain things and said, how could I? At so many voices come. But one night, as I was praying, almost giving up because it was dark in my life, so to say, God say, who called you? What has changed about my calling? I say, nothing. And I look at her. I say, God, look at her. I cannot minister together with her again. She's bound on a wheelchair. I cried, it's not fair. God began to open my eyes. So when I say to every glory, there is a story. I know what I'm talking about. The doctors gave us six months to leave. Because they had to reopen after the first one. I said, Pastor, we are sorry. This type of operation, people don't survive more than six months. Now listen to me. When the doctor said that, within my spirit, there was an aggression. I said no. Within me, I said no. And I told the doctor, no. I said, Pastor, I know what I'm doing. I said, you know what you are doing, but this one, she will not die. She looked up, I mean, the doctor looked at me, said, Pastor, you don't understand. I said, yes, I don't understand, but I know one thing. This is not her time. We argued a bit with the doctor. I said, I've just told you what I know. As I'm speaking to you now, it's three years, seven months. She's Better, her speech is clear, her memory is perfect. The only thing that is remaining is to jack out of that wheelchair and begin to preach the gospel again. But do you know why? Against the report that the doctors gave me, I believed the report of the Lord. I know there is a great physician somewhere. I know that God will save. When God says yes, nobody can say no. He sent forth his word and his word heals even up to now. When the doctors see her, they say, we don't understand this. Because as far as we know, she's supposed to be dead. And I said, thank you. Because where you end, God just begins. It's your season. There are some of us, we are here you, you may look at me and say, wow, wow, from Africa. Some people told me, how do you manage? If I told you what I do every day when I wake up, some of you will not imagine it. I have to take her to the bathroom. I have to make sure she's clean. I have to make sure I take her to bed. I have to make sure I tend her every after 45 minutes every night. Some people come to me and say, 
How do you manage? Sometimes ask, I don't know. But when a day is given to me, I praise God. Because I know life is in the hands of God. What am I saying? Life takes us through stages. But in every season, there is a reason. Just look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, what season is it in your life? Just talk to them, what season is it in your life? You know, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes chapter number 3 verse 11, he makes how many things? All things beautiful in its time. Time. Everything has time. When you are born, it's just one time of a stage. There is a time to grow up. There's a time to plant. There's a time to harvest. There's a time sometimes to cry. And there's a time to rejoice. There's a time to dance. And there's a time to mourn. The Bible says it in Ecclesiastes. But if you have one time, one season, all through in your life, it becomes abnormal. When you have cried, there must be a time you must be rejoicing. Hello? Now, glory, listen to this. Glory is not in heaven. The glory you need to go through the season, to see the beauty of God, is not in heaven. It is right in your heart. Verse 11, Ecclesiastes chapter 3 says, He makes all things beautiful in in, now, if you read the B part, it says, but men cannot fathom what God has done from the beginning to the end. The issue is understanding. The issue is, do I have understanding in this season? If it's planting season and you're sleeping, you know what will happen? When your friends begin to harvest, you have nothing to show. Because that season, you were sleeping. I want to believe with all my heart. This season we are at of the church is very crucial. Because the world is crying. There are people that need to hear Jesus. And we cannot afford to keep quiet. It's time to rise up and say, God, what you have put in me, I want to be a blessing to someone. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, the moment you understand that you've got an assignment, you cannot compete. You will not be competing with anybody. You just want to complement each other. Like Hope and Mercy Hill, they cannot compete. Can I tell you why? The emphasis that God has given Pastor Thor and the emphasis that Pastor Johnny has they may be different, but there's one thing that is common. Kingdom business. So if we want, you want him to be like him, that from the beginning is defeating the purposes of God. Not two people are the same. But one thing is, we have one common goal. It's the kingdom purpose. It's the kingdom purpose. Now, in every purpose seasons, 
may differ. His season may not be my season. My season may not, his, may, may not be his season. But when my season comes, the big question is, am I knowledgeable enough to handle my season? Look at your neighbor again and say, it's your season. And I'll tell you why. Say it again, it's your season. One more time, it's your season. Do you believe it? Do you believe it? There is a season for everything. Now listen to this. God says to Jeremiah, before you were formed in your mother's womb, I, I, I did what? And appointed you a prophet to, is that in your Bible? Before. The word says it's before. Now, with a little understanding I have, when someone says before, it's a big word. Can I go deeper? Do we have Christians in here? Before your mother said yes to the proposal of your father, God knew you. Hello? Before my mother said yes to the advances of my father, God had already planned for my life. When you come here on earth, you know what it means? The work of God is established. God is waiting for you to get understanding. That's why the Bible says, my people perish because they lack understanding. It's not the devil. I've discovered we, we have accused the devil many times, even when he is not there. One man of God said he found the devil crying. The devil's crying. I said, hey, what's wrong, baby? You know, these Christians, what, what have they done? I said, even the things I've not done, they say it's the devil. And I say, okay, sometimes we accuse the devil of the things he has not done. Because everything we see, we want to demonize. But I want to believe there's a time you need to come to a place where you know. God says, I've given you power over all the powers of the enemy. If the devil comes in like a flood, the Bible says God will raise a standard. So the devil is not an issue. It's knowledge. Understanding of the season. You shall say to this mountain, move. It will move. Because there is glory, there is power in you. Now let me say this statement. I like it. Way back home. When you see a snake, I don't know if you have snakes around here. When you see a snake coming towards your door and you are in the house, don't let the snake enter the house. It will be difficult for you to kill the snake in the house. Make sure before it enters the house, you kill the snake. I don't know if you can get this. Whatever is happening in your life, at whatever level you're at in life, it's because of you. It's because of you. God says, I've given you what? The keys. 
keys of the kingdom. As I stand here, I have keys. If the devil comes to inflict pain over my life, I have a choice. To use the key God has given me or to magnify the pain. And say, this bug will kill me. This headache of mine will kill me. Oh, I'm dying. The moment you say, I am dying, I can't, the devil rejoices. Because he gets the very word. And say, God, have you seen? It's not me, it's him. And he uses that word. And you need to say, in the name of Jesus. You mountain. You evil spirit. You power. In the name of Jesus. I command you to move out of my way. And the Bible says, to him who believes... All things, not some, all things are possible. Where you are, I came to encourage you. You can make it, you can come out, you can be better and not bitter in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the God we save is a mighty God. The same yesterday, today and forevermore. Hallelujah. When I said no to the report of the doctor, within me there was an aggression. I went to pray. For days I never ate. My sons would come say, plead with me, daddy, eat. I say, this is not time to eat. This is time to make some correction in the heavenly places. The devil is a liar. And I prayed like a madman. My children would come and cry. I say, I'm all right. I'm just dealing with what must be dealt with in the spiritual realm. That's why men have to take their places. As a head, you have to take your place. In every season, God has used people. But he will not use people that are lazy in the things of God. Do you know Christians are lazy? Lazy to pray. You tell them pray. They'll pray for two minutes. God, thank you. Bless you. It has, a good, it has been a good day. Thank you for the blessings. Amen. And the devil, when he wants to fight you, he fight you day in, he fight you day out, and you think there are certain times. The Bible says, from the time of John the Baptist till now, the kingdom of God suffered violence, and the violent men lay hold of it by force. It's not physical; it's spiritual. You look at this thing and say. In the name of Jesus, this is not a blessing. In the name of Jesus, I've been given power. I have an assignment. And in this season, I'm not letting any door open to the works of the devil. I am closing using the word of the Lord. I am closing using my mouth. And you use your mouth to establish what God has put in your life. Do you know that you pre existed with God before the creation, before your conception, you, you were. Before the foundations of, of the earth, God separated, God anointed you. Here you are. It's a confirmation of what God has already finished. The Bible says he knows the end from the beginning. So when God begins, he has already finished. 
That's how God works. Now, listen to me. Most of the people don't know how to handle their nights. By the grace of God, been privileged to travel in different countries, I've discovered most of the people do not know how to handle their nights. It may sound funny, but let me say this. In Africa, we know how to handle nights. Pain. What is so special about a night? A night, I've discovered, it's a moment of being real. Is that true? Look at the way we're looking here, all of us. Smartly dressed. Okay? We all looking nice, good. But when it's night time, you're not going to bed like this. You sleep off. You are real. Night seasons or times, there are moments to be real. Where you feel it and you call it that name. You don't call it another name. You are real. Many people don't want to be real with God. But a night is a moment of being real. Why did God separate? Because he knows. You need the night. I mean, you need darkness. And you need the combination. Here, is this what it is? Is it short nights, long days? It's, it's like that's what I'm observing. Now, whether it's short or long, one thing is, the combination of the two is very important. You know what the Bible says? Weeping do for a night. But joy comes in the morning. Weeping may do for a night, but joy comes in the morning. Hope and mercy heal. This is a different season. Somebody has to say, we cannot continue seeing this. We just want the glory of God. How many people are out there who are doing nothing? Here we are, hearing, receiving the word that can change our lives. Somebody has to rise up from their night. Somebody has to say no and say, I want to say yes to the call and the will of God in my life. Hallelujah. It's not about age. What season is it right now? Are you still praying the way you used to pray? Are you committed the way you were committed to the things of God? Where is the passion of serving Jesus? If I was a doctor and you came to me and say, I've been having this headache. I don't know what is causing that. And I can't do all those things they do. And I tell you, hey, you are in danger. I want you to rest for two weeks. You know what? You leave the doctor's office and you tell everybody, the doctor has said I have to rest for two weeks. 
We believe so much the report of the doctor that even when God is speaking, we can't see the revelation from his word. When the doctor told me that report, I knew the man was trained to do what he told me. But I also understand there is a higher report from God. Which report are you going to believe? I believe the report of the Lord. It's a different season. It's a day you can rise up and say, I want to make a difference. If you moved out of this world today, what will people say behind you? Ah, thank God the man has gone. We'll now rest. Hey, thank you. We can now have some rest around. Oh, they'll say, no. No. Tokas dies. And the people say, no. Peter is coming to that area. They call Peter and say, there's somebody here. But we don't believe she must be dead at this time. Peter enters, prays, comes back. Why? Because she was a blessing to the community. Can I challenge you? Take a new step. Believe this report beyond your mind. There are people that are dying right now. They just need to hear somebody speak to them about the living word that you have in you. The Bible says, him in you is greater than the one in this world. It doesn't matter how ugly the situation is. It doesn't matter how dark it is. God spoke into darkness. I believe it's a season to stand up and you begin to speak into that darkness. Say, the Bible says, you shall say to this mountain. Remember Jesus said, coming from one place, going, and he sees a fig tree, and he thinks, wow, we are going to have something because I want to believe he, was, he wanted something to eat. They get closer, there was nothing. And he spoke to the tree. And they go, as they come back, one of them say, Master, remember the tree you cast? It's withered. And they said, have faith in God. You can say to this mountain. You can say to this mountain. Move yonder from here and into the sea. And it will. Now, do you know your mouth is a weapon? Your mouth is a weapon. You can change things around. That's why as we pray, when we conclude, I just want to pray for some people. Some of you, it's fear. The devil is a liar. You have come a long way, and the Lord cannot leave you now. He has a plan and a purpose for your life. Can I hear a living amen? amen? Now, this glory we are talking about is not coming until there is brokenness. The woman who had an alabaster box of expensive perfume, the Bible says she came and broke the box, and she was wiping the feet of Jesus 
with her hair. And you know what the disciples said? What a waste. What a waste. But Jesus understood it was a prophetic act that was going on at that time. Brokenness is key to seeing the glory of God. In Psalm 51, the Bible says, Create in me a clean heart. But when you go down, it must be 17, it says, A broken and contrite spirit, God will not despise. When you look at the people that are not saved, what comes into your heart? Are you broken? Are you touched? It's time to come down and say, God, I want to know you more. I want to experience you. When you open something, sometimes there's a possibility to close it. Can I use this example? I don't know if it's... Okay, I've just... How does it look? Is this pretty? I said, oh, no, I think something must... Now, when you open something, there is a possibility to close. You understand? But when something is broken, there is no way of bringing these pieces together. The only thing you do is throw it away. Now, when this woman broke the alabaster box, the Bible says the fragrance filled the room. When you open, you can close. But I've discovered if we are going to see the glory of God, it's time to be broken in the presence of God. And when you are broken, God smells good and he can use you to his glory. He can use you to his glory. There are certain times I'm speaking and the Lord just brings these words of revelation. I, I begin to cry. And one man says, why do you cry? Most of the times, I say, you don't understand. When your heart is involved, when your heart is broken before God and the word of God, you want us to say, God, do whatever you want to do with me. Your brokenness is key to this glory, to the season we are living in. God is not the author of trouble. But when trouble comes, he has given you power to overcome in the name of Jesus. The earth had no shape, confusion, but God in the confusion, he spoke a word. This morning as we close, I don't know what you're going through. It may be dark, but God has a word. We want to speak into that area to obey the voice of the living God. Can I hear an amen? Can I hear an amen? The church, now, I'm talking about the church at large, is not displaying the glory of God. And I ask, where is the glory? Where is the glory? Do you know what we want? 
when something different comes, we want to run away. If the pastor say, I believe this must be corrected. You know what people do? They pack their bags. After there are many churches I'm going, I'll find another pastor. But let me tell you something. Stay where God wants you to be. Isaac, in the time of famine, was told by God, don't move, stay here. And his blessings, his breakthroughs came because he discerned the season. Every time God wants to lift you up, sometimes it will not be easy. But when God says yes, no one can say no. Hallelujah. Let me close with this story because I just want to pray for some people here. Jacob takes the family, they cross over the Jabbok River, and then he sends them away. And the Bible says he was left alone in Genesis 32, verse 22. He was Jacob was left alone. Now, when he was left alone, the Bible says, he wrestled a man. Hello? He wrestled a man. And as they are wrestling, the man broke his hip. But Jacob was holding on. And then the question came, who are you? And he says, I am Jacob. I'm not letting you go until you bless me. Look, please let me go. It's daybreak. I am not letting you go until you bless me. What is your name? Jacob. I said, from today, your name will no longer be Jacob. You'll be called Israel because you have wrestled with God and you have wrestled with man. In life, if you are going to see glory, there are certain times you will be alone. But not lonely. Because there are issues you have to wrestle with. Can you imagine left alone? But the purpose of God had to be fulfilled. The change of his name. I want you to just look in your hands. Just look in your hands. What do you have there? Sometimes when you look around, you, you say, I wish I had, I wish I had, but everything you're looking for is here. Do you know that? Everything I'm looking for is here. God says, I will bless the works of, in these hands, there's power. Hello? Power. Here, there's power. Everything we are looking for is already in us. That's why we need to descend this season. When you look at the church, there are all these empty spaces. Everything it takes to bring people in these empty spaces is already in us. We pray, God, send your power 
Power is already in you. But this morning, we just want to let God's power flow and open us to a revelation that it is not by mighty nor by power, but by the Spirit of the living God. Way back home when this happened, when my wife had this surgery, I would pray for people, Pastor, that would get healed. One day I prayed for a dead child, dead, and God brought her back to life. I prayed for my wife, I fasted, and I even said, Now! It's still there. And I began to understand every season has a reason. I just need understanding. God is the healer even up to now. I don't doubt him. Whether I am healed or not, I know God is the healer. I'm telling you. But there was a time I was so much troubled. When you discouraged God is still God. That's why for me, for us to trust in him, it's a big privilege. Those who trust in the Lord will not be, will not be alone. The Lord is ever with us. Maybe here this morning, you're looking at this black man from Africa. I say, you don't understand. I may not understand, but God understands. Because there is no issue that God will fail to resolve. He has answers. He has everything. And those who trust in the Lord, I repeat, can never be shaken. God is our solid foundation. God is ever-present, Jehovah Shammah. As though that was not enough when these things were happening with us, you know what happened? We lost a son. Tell me, is that a good season? Bad season. But in that season of darkness, I said, I am going to lift my eyes to the hills. Where does my help come from? It comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. I just feel we need to pray for some people here. Maybe you're at the verge of just giving up because it's too dark. I came with a word of encouragement to you. Hold on to the word of Jesus. Hold on. You, you may say, oh, we are not yet big. We are still small. It's not about the size. It's not about the number. It's the size of the heart. Do we have the heart of God? Do we feel the heartbeat of God in what we are doing? If we have that bit of God... Nothing will stop us. Mountains will move away. Sickness has to give way. Because God calls us to be his followers. And when we follow him, he makes a way where there's no way. He's still the same. With all these struggles that we have, the wisest thing to do is to fall in the hands of God. Hallelujah. Just, you know, when she was talking about the presence of God, I, I, I sang a song with all these things that were happening. I said, the only place I want to be 
is in the presence of God. Because there is fullness of joy in the presence of God. And when I was doing that, some people came to me and said, we, we, we just need, we feel we need to encourage you. We see that this thing has affected you. I looked at them and said, they don't know what is happening in here. The presence of God is full of joy. Brothers and sisters, we have a task to the world, but we need to descend this season. It's time to rise. In prayer, it's time to rise. Look at the community. Look at how many people are dying there. It's time to rise. and say, I cannot keep quiet. I have to speak the word of the living God. Somebody has to hear Jesus. I'm not here to protect the name of anybody. I have nothing to lose. But when I do it, blessed are the feet that bring good tidings. It's time to rise. Maybe you are here, you are not born again. You have not given your life to Jesus. The beginning is surrendering your life to Jesus. I say, Jesus, I open my heart to you. Come in. Eat with me. I want to follow you. The issue is not coming to church. The issue is discovering your destiny. If I want right now, I don't know if we have a garage somewhere. I can go sit in that garage and pretend I'm the car. I say, shim, boom, boom, shim. It will not change nothing. I'm just a human being, misplaced, wrongly positioned. But until I get the revelation of who I am, God begins to bring things to light. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I want us just to pray. Where's my sister? Can you? I want us just to pray. I just feel God wants us to do something in somebody's life. Somebody's hope, those fears you have. God has not given you the spirit of fear. He has given us the spirit of power, love, and of a sound mind. That's what God has given us. I want you to begin to look at whatever is around you. No matter how ugly it is, we want to speak to it in the name of Jesus. No matter the report you have, we want to declare the word of the living God. When the doctors told me that you will not live for six months, I said, no, there was a big noise inside of me because I believed the report of God is final. What God says about you is final. What God has said about you is final. Nobody can change it. The only one who can stop it is you by not having the revelation and flow in that line. You may be here, maybe you've got an ailment, an infirmity, a sickness. I want to promise, I want to tell you, there is a healer in the house. Maybe you are discouraged because of the storms of life. I want you to know, Jesus can calm that storm. Maybe it's so dark right now, 
When you lift your eyes, you can't see where you are. Surrounded by all these things. So many uncertainties. So many questions. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the answer. Maybe you feel lonely. Maybe you feel you have no friend. Nobody can talk to. Jesus is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Is there a question you have? In Jesus, we find all the answers of our lives. I just feel we need to pray. I feel the anointing of God will just touch somebody in a very unique way. Maybe I've been disappointed. And you look at your life, I say, is it going to be any better in my life? I came to let you know, Jesus is alive. Jesus is alive. He has never felt, the Bible says he has been given the name that is above every name. At the mention of the name Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of the Father. What is it that you have? I want us to bring it before God and believe God for an answer. He's faithful. Hallelujah. I want you to bow your head if you can, where you are, just where you are in the presence of God. He's worthy. Oh God. Unless the Lord builds a house, they that labor, labor in vain. This morning, the Lord sees your heart. He knows where you are. And he says, my son, my daughter, lift up your eyes. Lift up your eyes. My hands are wide open. In my presence is fullness of joy. And those who call on the name of Jesus will never be disappointed. He's willing. He says, come, let us reason together. Come, let us reason together. Jesus, we welcome you. Holy Spirit, we welcome you. Move among us. Touch our hearts. When we have doubted you, we ask for forgiveness. We want to see this season clearly. We know everything that happens in life has a purpose. God, I ask of your presence this morning. May you move 
and touch our hearts. May you heal and may you deliver in the name of Jesus. He is Jesus, the master of the winds. He speaks to the storm, and the storm will hear him. I want you just to stand where you are as we just pray. I want us to stand together in the presence of God as our sister continues playing the piano. You are God. In this place. You are God. You are God. You are God. In this place. You are God. God. Let's just lift our hands together. You are God. You are God. No one else like you. him if you can. Before we pray, just begin to love him. You know your position. Just begin to love him. Come and just talk to him in your own words. Let him hear you. God, Rabo Ramon de le boschelebai Ramon de le boschelebai 
those who have faith can receive, you can receive your miracle right now. In the name of Jesus. You can receive your miracle just right now. Just now, in the name of Jesus. I see the healing hand of God moving. Yes, the hand of Jesus touching somebody right now. Jesus. Jesus. Nalimite moi. Nalimite moi. Nalimite moi. Sawadi nalimite moi. Nalimite moi. Nalimite moi. Nalimite moi. Le sawadi nalimite moi. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. My God, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. My God, I love you, Lord. Come on, just lift those hands. Just love you, Lord. Just want to tell I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. God. Yes, I love you, Lord. I love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Love you, Lord. Just love him if you can. Just love him. Jesus. Jesus. We welcome you, Father. We welcome you, sweet spirit, in the midst of us. We welcome you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Yes. Yes. Holiness. Holiness. What you long for. Holiness. What you need. Holiness, holiness is what you want from me. Righteousness, righteousness is what I look for. Righteousness is what I need. Righteousness, righteousness is what you want from me. Take my heart and for me. 
Make my mind transform me. Take my will and form me to yours, to yours, oh Lord, to yours, to yours, to yours, oh Lord. Take my heart and Take my mind, transform me. Take my will and form me to yours, to yours, oh Lord. Let's sing to yours, to yours, to yours. One more time to yours, to your soul. Want your heart, Jesus, to yours, to yours. Oh, Lord. one more time to yours, to yours, to yours. Oh, Righteousness. Would continue to transform us and change us and make us more in the image of your son Jesus Christ. And God, we just we give thanks this morning for the time that we've had together to celebrate and to sing and to hear your word proclaimed and to enjoy uh, just receiving from our dear brother. Lord Jesus, and, and now we just we want to continue to worship you in communion. So, Lord Jesus, we pray that you would prepare our hearts to receive more from you even yet. In Jesus' name.